What's up, guys? Ryan Horn here, and welcome to the Extraordinary Man Podcast. This is the one and only podcast specifically designed to help married businessmen create more profit and purpose in their business without sacrificing their family, health, or marriage in the process. Each week, I interview some of the world's most extraordinary men, including seven- and eight-figure entrepreneurs, elite athletes, best-selling authors, and world-class speakers. And today, we have my friend Justin Bell joining us. Justin is recognized as one of the top Amazon and e-commerce experts in the country. He helps leaders win their markets without losing their souls. And beyond that, he's an outstanding husband, father, and I'm grateful to be able to call him a friend and uh, he's always just, he has a heart of gold. He always just is encouraging people and adding so much value. Hey, Ryan, how you doing, man? Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. It's great to be on. This has been an epic uh, summit that you've been putting on. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, let's dive right into it. So first question for you, just tell us a little bit about your backstory and how did you get started in entrepreneurship? Yeah. So, um, I, I, you know, and to be honest, I like, I've always felt like a kind of like a unicorn and it's been so cool to like meet you because I've always like for most of my life, I've had a huge passion for Jesus and a huge passion for business and entrepreneurship. And it felt like they were like, they were these two worlds that like didn't belong together or couldn't collide. Right. You know, like at a very, you know, pretty young age at like 14, uh, got saved and, got into the ministry actually like really, really young. Um, I got hired at a church when I was 17 years old, ended up serving there for 13 years, uh, was ordained as a pastor. And uh, also around that same time, I started my first business. And, you know, even as a kid, like I would like start these little like lemonade stands and, you know, like I was just like, you know, I would like all the video games I would play is like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Like it was always like business, right? Like that's just how I was wired. And I, and I remember like, you know, just always kind of struggling with like, you know, how can I put these two things together? Like they didn't seem like they could work together, you know, served, served as a, you know, as a pastor for many years at a very large church and, you know, just totally overworked, you know, burned myself out. I was uh, about 80 pounds heavier than I am today. It was like super, super ill. Uh, Actually got told by like multiple doctors that I was disabled and I wouldn't work another day in my life, you know, and I got to this place where I like, I realized there were these outside factors but at the same time, you know, I realized that, you know, I was like pushing myself so much and, I, and I've been like obsessed with this idea, like, is it possible to be a high achiever without burning yourself out and while honoring the Sabbath as a Christian entrepreneur? And can you honor Christ in the workplace and advance the kingdom as an entrepreneur? And I've just been absolutely obsessed um, with these ideas. And uh, you mentioned Amazon. I love Amazon. I sell on Amazon. I teach people how to sell on Amazon. And I'm just like totally, you know, pumped on that whole dynamic and really seeing that God has me exactly where he wants me now, like as an entrepreneur, advancing the kingdom, you know, pouring into leaders and, you know, advancing um, creation and stewarding creation. Like you look at Adam and Eve, right? In the garden, like they didn't have like a Christian job. Like they were taking care of plants, like, and they, they didn't say, oh, we need to get a Christian job. Like they, they were doing exactly what God wanted them to do. And, you know, they would have been disobeying God if they went and started a church. Like that's crazy to think about that. And um, it's just so exciting to be like exactly where um, God wants me to be. It's always great to hear people's backstory. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people definitely struggle with that. You know, where does God want me? How can I 
honor God in my business? Is that even possible? How do I mix them together? So thank you for sharing that. That was awesome. In your experience, you know, as you said, you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. So in your experience, where do you think most entrepreneurs get stuck? So I think where most uh, entrepreneurs get stuck, and I'm, and I'm going to steal this concept um, from Michael Gerber. If you've ever read The E-Myth Revisited, it's an excellent book. Mm-hmm. I can tell you have, Ryan, you are like an avid reader. I don't meet many people that have read more than me, but I think you've read more than me. <laughs> but, but I'm going to borrow this concept from him. And he says that most business owners, they don't actually own a business. They own a job, right? So, they, so in other words, they go from, you know, they're working for some business as an employee and they're clocking in and they're clocking out and then they get really good at something, right? Maybe it's, maybe it's like marketing, um, maybe it's, you know, they're a plumber or an electrician and they're good at this thing. And then they start their own business doing that thing and they have to be there, you know, for the business to run because it's them. So they don't really own a business. They own a job. You own a business when it's not tied to you anymore and when you can start to scale it and you can replicate and see. And that's like the, the, the struggle that so many people have in business because it comes down to quality, right? Because it's like you know, it's hard to find people that are going to do things as well as you have to build the brand that you've created. So most, most business owners, they don't even, they don't actually own a business, they own a job. And if they can solve the scaling equation, then they can stop trading their time for money. And then they can start to make like, you know, a ton more money and have a ton more impact, you know, and even have a ton more generosity and impact on the kingdom when they can crack that code. You know, so I think that's like the problem that most entrepreneurs face. It's a scaling issue. How can I scale beyond myself? And I think it starts with a simple question. And it's saying, what could I do in my business to make it run as well as it runs today, if not better, without me being involved? And if you could like spend a whole day answering that question, you, you can start to crack that code. I think you're 100% right there. It's it's kind of scary hiring someone and, and you know, you're, you don't know if they're going to do as good a job as you and, and all that stuff. In your opinion, what are some of the biggest benefits to working with a coach? So I have absolutely um, just fallen in love with, with coaching. Um, this world is, is kind of new to me. Um, you know, as a pastor, like I had mentors, you know, people that, you know, I would approach that would mentor me in business or marriage or whatever. And it's always been helpful but I never hired a coach until about a year ago. And I've always been like a very driven person. Like you didn't have to, you know, nobody had to tell me I had to start my business. Like I just wanted to, like I was just driven to make it happen. But at the same time, I found that in my business, like I was getting to a point where I had hit my ceiling. Like it was like, no matter how hard I worked, I couldn't get any further. And once I hired a coach, like, um, I have multiple coaches, um, but like, you know, but one in particular, like she was able to really look in and see, you know, what are, what are the things that are holding me back from getting to that next level? And just having that outside, you know, perspective has been huge. And then like just the accountability, like, like honestly, you could hire a coach that has no idea about your business. Um, in fact, like, you know, my coaches that I have, like, they're not even in e-commerce. Like, they don't, they don't even know much about e-commerce and Amazon FBA. But just having the accountability 
and them being able to see like, where am I self-sabotaging and where am I operating out of like a, you know, a wrong identity? Like even like biblically speaking, like how am I operating as the old man instead of like out of my new nature, like that Jesus has transformed me into, um, like that's been huge. Like that's been crazy. And when you start to operate out of your true identity and you get, you get past those roadblocks that you're facing, um, you know, it, it's crazy like what can start to happen. So I think like the trouble that a lot of entrepreneurs run into is like they don't want a boss, which is like, like I, you know, I didn't want a boss. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, like if you don't have a boss, then you're accountable to yourself. And we all get to this place where we're just kind of like, you know, comfortable with like average. We're like, we've, we're okay. And, you know, God has so much more for us. And a coach for me has helped me to break into that next level, which has given me so much more joy and passion uh, in my life. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I always tell people we have blind spots, like driving your car, you look in the side mirror, there's a blind spot there, but a coach, they're like in a helicopter up above, they can see all of your blind spots and point them out to you. Totally. And and I actually know a really great coach for anyone who's listening. Uh, his name is Ryan Horn. <laughs> you should totally look into him, look him up. Thanks, man. So what would you tell someone who's not where they want to be? Maybe they feel like they're stuck or they've hit their ceiling or they're just trying to even get off the ground, but they don't have a coach. So I would say like the best first thing um, to do if, if you don't have a coach and you're trying to break through and, you know, maybe, um, maybe you're in a place where you, you feel like you can't afford a coach and that just seems like an added extra expense. I know a lot of people are struggling right now you know, with, with COVID and stuff. I have two thoughts. One of them is, you know, most, most coaches, like I'm sure, uh, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot with this, Ryan, but most coaches will do, if you ask them, they'll do a free strategy session with you. Mm-hmm. And um, you, do you, you offer that? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like I would, I mean, I would contact Ryan and just take advantage of that free strategy session. And maybe you decide out of that to, you know, hire him as your coach or maybe like you, you just, you consider that down the road, but he like somebody like Ryan would give you so much value on that call. My first call, you know, that I had with uh, Nick Unsworth is, is one of my coaches. And I had a, I had an hour call with him like in September and like that call was literally life changing for me, like just to have this one call. And so if you could get somebody like Ryan on the phone, like, and it's not even going to cost you anything like just do it that in and of itself will help you get unstuck but then other things for me like i'm a you know i'm a huge reader uh, i like i like reading books and i also i also like listening to audiobooks my brain is like all over the place so sometimes i like doing something like walking around or you know working out or you know i'm ashamed to say this but even like i'll like play video games like madden or something like while i'm listening to an audiobook and like i'll listen to like tony robbins you know awaken the giant within like that i mean that book was a kick in the pants man like that woke me the freak up so i would say like you know you have access like with your phone to all of these like amazing mentors and with like an audible membership like you know you're paying like 12 bucks a month or whatever it is and you're getting all these books and you could get mentored by these, like, I mean, Tony Robbins, people are paying him like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars um, to coach them. And you, you have access to that information. And what I find like with most people is they're actually stuck because they want to be stuck. Like we have the ability to be able to break out of whatever we're dealing with. But a lot of times, like, honestly, sometimes I want to be stuck. 
You know, like I'm, I have some narrative that is telling me like, you know, I'm not meant to be successful. I'm not meant to have a happy marriage. I'm not meant to have a thriving relationship with God. And like you allow that voice to like define who you are and it holds you back from being able to thrive. And so a lot of times like, and this is why I love coaching because coaching helps you to see how you know, you're self-sabotaging in these situations um, where somebody could just tell you like, you need to stop it. (laughs) And then that in and of itself will break you out of, you know, where you are. So, but I would say that like, number one, you know, get on a free strategy session with somebody like Ryan. And number two, you know, get a good audio book. Maybe that's, maybe it's like, you know, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. It's like a couple hours long, you know, listen to it on double speed (laughs) if you can take it and you've done it in an hour. It's a Madden game. Come on. Yeah, that's awesome. Great advice. I mean, definitely. I, I love listening to audios, whether it be podcasts or, or books as well, while you're doing something because, I mean, it doesn't take any extra time. If you're going to go work out anyway or, you know, you're going to be doing something around the house or whatever, I mean, it takes the same amount of time. I want to switch gears a little bit because I know uh, your expertise is on selling on Amazon and e-commerce and that's something I definitely don't know a lot about. So what advice would you give to someone who wants to get started in that or maybe they, they're just getting started? What advice would you give them? That's, that's a really great question. So somebody who wants to get into uh, e-commerce, I, I would say that um, in my experience, um, Amazon FBA is the absolute best model you know, to sell um, anything online. Because like I talked about, you know, the scaling issue, right? And like everyone has, like every business, the first problem they have is a traffic issue, right? They need to bring people to their company. And then from there, it's a scaling issue while maintaining the same quality that you have without stressing yourself out. So like, you know, in the beginning, you have to figure out the traffic equation. If you start like a Shopify store or something like that, you have to figure out the traffic equation because you have to bring somebody to your website. Like you have to run ads. You have to think about SEO. Like, and with Amazon, like they already have millions of people that are buying. Like you're probably, you might, you're probably like ordering, you know, like a toilet paper holder while I'm talking right now off of Amazon. Like, you know, that people are always on Amazon. So if you could be on that platform, I mean, why not take advantage of that? So you solve the traffic problem and then with, with FBA, which stands for Fulfilled by Amazon, it's one of the models of selling on Amazon. Amazon actually stores it at their warehouse and they ship it for you. They process returns and they take care of customer service. So who would you rather do all your shipping and your customer service? You or Jeff Bezos' team at Amazon, right? So like, that's the beauty of it. And you know, we, sell, like, we sell like thousands and thousands of products like every month and I don't see any of them. I don't pack any boxes. I have products I sell that I literally like didn't see for months of selling them on Amazon um, because we'll outsource it to a manufacturer. They private label it with our you know, brand's label on it. And it goes straight you know, from China or the US or wherever our manufacturers are um, to Amazon's warehouse. And then Amazon just starts shipping them. So I, I would say like Amazon FBA you know, is, is definitely something... Um, that that you should that you should check out, and uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of of uh, Viral Launch. Uh, it's really really great software. They have really really great resources as well. Um, if you go to uh, ViralLaunchPro.com, you can uh, take advantage of. I've actually gotten an exclusive discount with them. 
that you can you know get their software if you wanted to be able to you know purchase it but they have free videos and stuff like that so but i would say yeah focus on amazon fba you know don't don't worry about shopify i mean that's stuff like later you know once you get better at you know scaling and and figuring out the traffic problem but let amazon you know solve all those problems for you and then you can you know play with your kids and you know smooch with your wife while you're selling stuff online <laughs> sounds like the way to go to me that sounds like a a massive headache taken away by by having amazon do all of that stuff for you they get all the traffic for you they handle all the fulfillment all of that that's awesome so i know that you have an amazon course would you mind sharing just a little bit about what that is yeah thank you i didn't want to do a shameless plug there um but if you wanted another resource, <laughs> um, we, we do have a course. And if you go to amazonsensei.com or you can go to officialjustinbell.com and it will take you to the same link. Um, we have a course uh, about s- selling on Amazon and I share in that course. So be, like, I, you know, I told you a little bit about my story in the beginning, but because I was in a place where all of a sudden, you know, I was you know, told by all these doctors, you can't work anymore. You're disabled. I was a total mess. I was in all this chronic pain, you know, and then I'm taking medicine for that. That's making me all like loopy. Right. And I'm like, what can I do to make money? <laughs> like, I can't think I can't move. <laughs> what can I do that? Can I make money? So I obsessed and I obsessed over this and like I scaled our business on pain medication from zero to $250,000 a year in the first 12 months. So like if I could do it in that state and you know, you're probably in a little bit of a better state, I hope um, listening to this, but you know, the course is I, I show you exactly how I went through that process to scale um, our Amazon business uh, through that. So it's, it's a course, it's a masterclass with a, you know, a ton of uh, videos. We're actually building it out right now. So it's in, it's in the launch group uh, phase. And if you, you know, if you were to jump on it um, now, we have a ton of bonuses, like some time with me and we have some, a group, a uh, launch group that we're bringing through some coaching. Um, but that's, uh, that's, that's a little bit about our course. It's probably a lot of bit about our course. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. It sounds incredible. Oh, we're going to shift gears a little bit here. So what are some of the things that, that you do to make your marriage thrive? That's, that's really, that's a really great question. So some of the things that I do to, to make my marriage thrive, I love, I love the, the verse in Revelation uh, chapter two, I believe. It's when Jesus is talking to um, the church at Ephesus and he calls them lukewarm, right? They, get, they got to this place where he says that you're not hot and you're not cold. Like, like you, you're not in love with me and you don't hate me. Like you're just kind of at this middle lukewarm place. And I think that so many people that are married, they get to this spot where they are lukewarm and they're not like, you know, deeply in love with their spouse, but they also don't hate their spouse. They're just kind of like in this gross kind of like lukewarm coffee, you know, like it's just, like it just makes me uncomfortable even like thinking about it. They're in this like gross middle ground and like I've been there so often, that's why I can, you know, relate to it. And, and they get, they get stuck in this place where it's almost like sometimes even like a lot of Americans are even like functionally divorced. Like what I would say, like it's crazy for a while there were builders that were actually building houses with two master bedrooms because there were so many married couples that literally didn't want to sleep in the same room as each other anymore, but they wanted to stay married. Like talk about lukewarm. 
right? And so what does Jesus say to this church that's in this lukewarm state? He says, repent, right? Change your ways, turn away, like make a 180, completely turn from the way that you've been living your life. And he says, and return to your first works, right? He says like when you first, you know, became a Christian, when you first fell in love with Jesus, repeat those things again and do those things again. Return to your former state, right? When you were first like, you know, in love with God. And I think that applies to marriage too. Like, so I try to remember like, so what was it like, you know, when we were first married and like my wife and I, you know, everybody says like, you should be friends for a long time before you date. And we have a similar story kind of to, to you and Brittany. My wife and I were best friends for seven years. And that was not because I wanted to be friends for seven years it's because <laughs> she wanted to be friends for seven years. You know, and it was kind of like, it's kind of a crazy, uh, you know, experience that, that we had uh, together, kind of like yours, where like God really clearly spoke to us that we're supposed to be married and stuff. And anyway, like we had such a foundation of friendship, you know, so and, and even though like, like I, 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 I kind of don't like that advice because when you have two people that are in love and you're like, just be friends for a season, it's like, how do you even do that? <laughs> but like we were forced to do that and it was such a great foundation so I always like when we're in that lukewarm spot, I say, okay, well, I need to like repent. I need to turn away from the way I'm doing things. And I need to return to those first things. And what was that? It was a friendship. Like we were friends. We laughed together. And like, what can I do to, you know, foster that and to be intentional? And honestly, coaching has helped me too, because it helps me to like, honestly look at, you know, where am I, you know, maybe dropping the ball and, you know, I, like I used to do a lot of, you know, marriage counseling and I used to say to people all the time, like, you know, it takes two to tango. Like if you are in a place where you're constantly blaming your spouse, like they're doing this or they, they had this issue and if they could only get over it, then we would be okay. Like you are so delusional. If that's the way that you're thinking, you can't control them. You can't change them. You can only change yourself. Right. So it doesn't make sense to spend all this time dwelling. And if you could just like, you know, focus on your own growth and your own transformation and like your own relationship with God, taking responsibility for your shortcomings, like that solves so many issues like in your marriage. And I'm not saying that you never are honest if, if there's a concern or a struggle, but those are things that I really try to do, like constantly ask. So when I'm in that place where it feels lukewarm and gross, what got us here and what do I need to turn from and what can I, you know, return to like to make this better. Great advice. Absolutely. You know, I, I think a big problem a lot of people have is, you know, when you get married and I know I talked about this yesterday a little bit, you know, when you get married, it feels kind of like, at least for me, it did. And for a lot of guys, I know it's kind of like you won the gold medal. Like I finally did it. Like you cross the finish line and then you get comfortable and you forget all the things you did to get there and you stop doing it. Right. But yeah, that's great advice. Um, yeah, and it's like it's like so many like pro athletes, right? Like they go through their career and then they retire and then it's like, what next? And they start to fall apart. But then there's like these athletes that they find a new mission, they find a new vision and then like they get even further. And I think that's important in marriage. You, you have, because that finish line mentality is huge, but then you have to say, okay, well, what's next? Like what adventure are we going on next together? You know, but yeah, exactly. that's a really good analogy. Yep, definitely. Set up the next thing, the next thing. All right, last question for you. What is your definition of an extraordinary man? Wow, that's a, that's a really great question. 
an extraordinary man. I think when I think of an extraordinary man, I think of an extraordinary leader because I think that men are called to be leaders. And the only way that you can be a good leader is if you're a very great follower of great leaders. And the best leader that I know is Jesus. <laughs> and so I think an extraordinary man is a man who follows Jesus and seeks to follow Jesus with everything that he has, you know, Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all of these other things will be added unto you. That's an extraordinary man, somebody who's seeking first the kingdom of heaven. And kingdom, this word kingdom, like, we, like it's quoted so often in, in scripture, it's really the idea of God's rule, um, his rule and his reign, right? So that means submitting to his leadership. So a good, a, an extraordinary man is, is an extraordinary leader, an extraordinary leader is a great follower and the best leader is Jesus. So that would be, that would be my answer to that question. Great answer. So I, I know we already mentioned this, but uh, you know, where can people go to find out more about you or if they want to connect with you, you know, obviously you have your course. Are there some other ways too? Yeah, you can, you can check me out either on uh, Facebook or on Instagram. Uh, my handle is I am Justin Bell. That's not an I am statement. <laughs> just, <laughs> Justin Bell is taken by some racer guy. <laughs> That's not me. I don't race cars except in video games, Mario Kart. But yeah, I am Justin Bell, or you can go to officialjustinbell.com. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much, Ryan. Everyone book a call with Ryan. Free strategy session. Thanks. Guys, thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the Extraordinary Man podcast. Do you want a free one-on-one business accelerator coaching call with me personally? Go to aoemen.simplecast.com and click on the free coaching tab at the top. I've specifically set aside five spots for listeners of this episode, and they're available on a first-come, first-served basis. Again, to take advantage of this exclusive and limited-time offer, go to aoemen.simplecast.com now. Until next time, remember to go out there and become the man you were created to be. I'll see you on the next episode.